Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast, a space created to help you connect during your busy day, gain new business skills while on the go, and find small, actionable steps you can use to create the business and life you crave. I'm your host, Robin Walker, a fifth-generation entrepreneur with a planning background and experience running multiple businesses ranging from product to service-based. Strategic planning and goal setting have always been at the forefront. I strive to help women like you build their businesses through one-on-one strategic planning and coaching, impactful group accountability programs, and in-person events like the annual two-day Lakeside Conference in Southern Wisconsin. Our group thrives on the support and camaraderie that women can provide each other while reaching for our dreams and raising our families. When you are ready to finally achieve that big goal and get the accountability to get there, I invite you to join us in the Impact Membership Circle. We meet for quarterly goal setting, action step creation, and mastermind calls to keep you on task. We have a spot waiting just for you. This is the first episode of our second podcast season, the Lakeside Conference Speaker Series. We'll be bringing you interviews with the experts packed with resources, tips, and action steps. We have had one overwhelming topic request for this year's Lakeside Conference, LinkedIn. You all wanted to know what exactly should we be doing on this platform? You may have the profile, maybe you set it up years ago like I did, and you're not exactly sure what to post or how this differs from all the other platforms. So we knew we needed to find an expert with loads of experience and someone that fit into our community culture. We found that in Chrissy Wyrot. Chrissy has over 14 years of digital marketing experience and helps business leaders increase LinkedIn visibility and generate leads. These leaders are no longer cautious to post. They are killing it. In this interview, Chrissy is giving tips on how to up your LinkedIn game. You guys, she knows her stuff. Listen to the end to hear some action steps you can take today. Hi, Chrissy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Robin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about this topic. Once we started communicating about this event, uh, I knew that you were the right woman for the job because all of our messaging was through LinkedIn. (laughs) Of course. You responded to my Facebook message in LinkedIn. It was- Of course. (laughs) Yes. Of course. That's how I knew, okay, yes, she's very comfortable with the platform. I have an iPhone and one of my primary four buttons is LinkedIn. Yes. Well, that's how we know you're the right woman for the job. I will be honest with you, Chrissy. I have had a LinkedIn profile since 2007. So that is 12 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 years. And I still don't know the best way to use the platform. And I had to Google how to find out how long I had been on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the exception or the majority for female business owners as far as being comfortable with this platform? Oh, you are the majority. And the interesting part is that 12 years, LinkedIn has evolved so much over those 12 years that what was true when you joined is nowhere close to being true today. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little better. (laughs) It seems like there has been more attention on LinkedIn lately. Do you think there's a reason for that? Absolutely. In 2016, Microsoft purchased LinkedIn. And once that happened, there was a significant shift in the way the platform was positioning itself. When you joined LinkedIn, when I joined LinkedIn, 
the idea was to connect with people you already knew in real life. The funny part was when you would attempt to connect with people, do you remember that screen where they gave you the different ways that you knew the person? And at the very bottom, it said, I don't know this person. And if you selected that, they digitally yelled at you. Yes, it was hilarious. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious that they even made it an option. It was this tease, you know, okay, yeah. I'll select it. Maybe they'll still let me through. And they did not. It's kind of it, like when your parents, when you were a teenager and you got in trouble and they gave you some options and there was always that, or you really did it and now you're in trouble. Exactly. And you think, oh, well, I can select it. It'll be okay. It wasn't okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what happened is they shifted it from being a hang out with all your friends network to expanding your network, which makes a lot more sense from a revenue generating standpoint as a platform. And it also is a wonderful thing for the people on the platform because it gives so many opportunities for lead generation, partnerships, job search, media opportunities. There's, it's basically having a huge networking party online. And so for someone like me, you can use me as an example. What, what would be a goal that would be good for me when you mention all those things for me to have in my business as far as for using LinkedIn? Because I do think it's important to have a strategy for each platform you're on. I don't even know what the main goal would be. My first question I ask everyone who comes to me looking for LinkedIn help is what is your primary purpose or goal with LinkedIn? So I would ask you, I would give you that question. What would you be looking to do? Would you be looking to expand your network for your professional development group that you have? Would you be looking for clients? Would you be looking for partnerships? You tell me. Well, and that is something if they don't know that you could strategize with them and figure out exactly what would be the best use of their time on the platform. Absolutely. A lot of the time people come to me because they have a business and they're hoping to generate leads. Another reason people come to me is because they're switching jobs. So sometimes they want to go from one industry to another. Other times they are trying to appear more credible online because one thing that listeners might not know is if you Google your name, unless you share a name with someone famous and that famousness can be relative, it's hilarious. I posted this on LinkedIn and people were saying, well, some guy in California wrestled an alligator and now he's the one that gets all the Google search. So you never know. <laughs> but if, unless you have a very common name or you, sh or you share a name with someone that has a lot, of, a lot of fame and articles, your LinkedIn profile will more than likely come up in the top five if someone Googles your name. So some people come to me because they're extremely reputable in their field and their LinkedIn profile is lame. And they know people are coming to that LinkedIn profile and they need that to reflect how good they are offline. There's a number of reasons that it's important to make sure that your profile is buttoned up and presents well. Speaking of buttoned up, <laughs> LinkedIn feels so adult and professional. There are no GIFs happening in that joint. <laughs> There, there's, it, it just seems very, just very serious. Like you have to have your blazer on every time you're engaging on the platform. Is there a way to connect on a personal level that doesn't feel as stuffy? Is it just my, the way I think of it? Because we had always been told it was kind of like a digital resume back in the day. Yeah. But it seems like it's a little more interactive now, but still it feels so much more serious than Facebook, for example. 
Oh, there are some hilarious people on LinkedIn that are doing some fantastic things. What's interesting is you say that, and there is almost this, I don't want to say it's generational, but it's almost LinkedIn generational. You've got a group of people who are engaging on the platform, and then you've got the, I call them the OGs, you know, the people who (laughs) were one of the first ones to adopt it. And they're the ones screaming, this isn't Facebook. We aren't supposed to be talking about this stuff. But in all honesty, what is it that connects you to another human being is them being a human being. And my particular approach with anyone who is trying to gain traction on LinkedIn is we do have to develop a sense of being a person on the platform. It can't just be all nuts and bolts of your business because people will tune it out. It's still a social platform. And so we still need to be social. Whether or not you bring your blazer and your A game (laughs) will definitely depend on your industry. Sure. uh, More than anything. And then also the people you're targeting. If you are an accountant, a lawyer, a doctor, I don't know that you want to show yourself in particular light. You're going to want to be maybe more buttoned up. But people who are marketers, there's a lot of recruiters with some hilarious uh, candor. Mm-hmm. So it, it really depends on your industry more than anything. And your personality. You've got to do sure. what you're comfortable with. And that could be part of the strategy as well, is figuring out how you stand out in your industry. There are a million business coaches, so what makes me unique, what attracts clients to me, and how can I project that on LinkedIn while still looking professional and reputable. This kind of leads me to one of my other thoughts. In in your newsfeed, I saw one of your LinkedIn posts, you commented, when you post to LinkedIn, are you talking at people or with people? And that really got me thinking, uh, and it kind of relates to what you were just saying about still being a person. And so then when I started looking through my feed, I could almost take a post and put it in one bucket or the other Mm -hmm. as far as being talked at or being talked to. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. And I also, something I have found is that we each have our own group of people we're connected with on LinkedIn. And we have to keep that in mind because it can really impact the tone of what we're receiving. I have people tell me, I am always getting these solicitations or I'm always seeing people post X. I never see that. I'm connected with a lot of marketers. (laughs) So when I log onto LinkedIn, sometimes I'm just taken aback, feeling like I'm getting yelled at. This is how you need to post. This is when you need to post. This is... And it just feels so aggressive and telling me what to do instead of being more engaging and wanting to start a conversation. And one of my primary statements in my business is desperate's never a good look. No. <laughs> and, and I think that really makes the difference. If you're, if you're making an approach because you want to make a sale and you want to make that sale right now, you're going to be more Um, coming from more of a marketer's tone because you want someone to see what you're selling and you want them to engage you around that. When in reality for LinkedIn, the goal of the platform is to generate engagement and conversation in the newsfeed. And the best way to do that, you, you talk with people, you maybe ask questions. People love talking about themselves. You ask questions, you pose interesting topics and you let your profile do the selling. Because the first thing someone's going to do as they start to like you and learn more about you 
watch yourself when you're on LinkedIn. What's the first thing you do? You click on that person's name. What does that person do? And you read through their profile. You want to let your profile do the selling and you want to let what you're posting do the engaging and do the drawing of the people in. That's a fantastic perspective. I love that. I have the free account honestly, for, for LinkedIn. So I'm always afraid to check people's profiles that they'll be notified that I was checking their profile and think I'm, I'm stalking them or have them then reach out and say, oh, are you interested in XYZ? Which, yeah. you know, is taking it too fast. <laughs> but but I, I love that approach of let your profile do the selling. Where do you see most people struggling when it comes to LinkedIn? Speaking more specifically to women that are running a business or are a part of a business? Two things. First is what you mentioned at the very beginning of our conversation, not knowing what to do. I have no idea what to do. Okay, I'm on this. A lot of the time I'll get asked the question, should I really be doing anything on LinkedIn? I mean, really, is there really anything on LinkedIn for me? And then the other thing is time not having the time to dedicate to it. But I think the time, a lot of that is not having a plan. If you have a plan, it's a lot easier to make the time because you know exactly what you have to do and you can check that off a lot easier than if you're logging in, kind of looking around. Okay, I have no idea what to do. This is stupid. I'm going to back out. <laughs> yes. So they're kind of connected to one another. But the, the biggest struggle is I have no idea what to do with this. I know I'm supposed to be doing something with this. I know there's probably value, but I don't know what to do. And that speaking to it feeling like such a professional, and I say adult, I'm in my 40s, but that, that feeling of I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to post something. It's almost like everyone, you assume everyone else on there knows what they're doing and you're going to post this thing and everyone's going to be like, what is she doing here? Like, that's not how you use LinkedIn. So there's yeah. that fear and overwhelm, like you said, and I'm, I'm a huge believer in planning, obviously, and strategy. And that would by far make it easier if you had your plan, you knew what your goal was for being on the platform. So you knew not what not to worry about and what to focus on. And you can help us with that. <laughs> Chrissy is going to be doing a breakout session at the Lakeside Conference this March, and her workshop is Get Real with LinkedIn, Four Steps to Maximizing Your Marketing and Visibility. I love steps, nice, easy, four steps. That's fantastic. What could someone expect to learn in the breakout? In the breakout, we are going to walk through my process that applies to everyone on LinkedIn in terms of generating visibility. And the reason we say visibility is because visibility applies to everything across the board. Visibility applies to getting leads, to getting partnerships, to even getting a job. If you're not visible, no one's going to be attracted to you because they don't know you're there. So the what to expect is these are the precise steps and the formula that you can use to make sure that you're being seen and that you are bringing the right people into your network so that you can be seen also by the right people. And I wonder if some women who are entrepreneurs or running their own business, if they've known about LinkedIn for a while and maybe have a profile, feel, well, I'm not looking for a job. I own my own business. I don't really need to be on LinkedIn. 
So as far as coming to this workshop, when we're predominantly women in business or running our own business at the conference, what would you say to someone who's thinking, I don't know that I need that workshop? Is it appropriate for pretty much any woman in business? It is. It is appropriate for pretty much anybody in business. Honestly, at the lowest level, at the very lowest level, it is relevant to know exactly what you should have in your profile to present yourself as professionally as possible because anyone who comes across your business and wants to Google your name or your business, 90% of the time LinkedIn is going to show up in the top of that Google search. And you want to make sure that if they click on your LinkedIn profile, that they see something that is well represented of your business and who you are as a professional. I heard it said by someone locally here who also does LinkedIn visibility. He mentioned that LinkedIn is today's yellow pages. And it really is where if someone is looking up someone to hire or to hire as a contractor or to look into their business, LinkedIn is now a place to go to vet that person. And we want to make sure that everything that you have in your profile is properly represented of who you are. And I can, as you were talking, I was just jotting down, thinking of a bunch of different ways that someone running their own business or in business for themselves, just having that profile done well, adds such legitimacy to their business that no one's assuming, oh, this person's just doing this in their spare time. If you're a life coach and you're trying to be hired by a corporation, to do workshops for them or services or team building, leadership, even people who are speaking. I know for us, when we vet speakers for the Lakeside Conference, we're looking into all the different social media platforms they have. And if they're telling us, this is a very specific example of using LinkedIn, when we get speaker applications, we are looking for the people that are an expert in their field, in their niche. So if they are applying to speak on LinkedIn, let's say, and we go to their LinkedIn profile and their description is something totally unrelated to LinkedIn and we can't find anywhere in their history where they have been a LinkedIn expert, it gives us pause and makes us think, well, maybe this is just something they're speaking on right now and they're not actually an expert. So if you are doing speaking for your business, trying to work with large groups or organizations, they are going to look you up and make sure you're legitimate. Same with, you know, when we're looking for sponsors for the event, I know they're going to be looking at LinkedIn to see, does this lady know what she's doing? Is she just creating this event in her basement or is this an actual legitimate event that we want to give thousands of dollars to? Absolutely. And one example that I can give of someone who may not seem relevant for LinkedIn, but you can find just about any aspect of a business that does work on the platform. I'm actually working locally with a restaurant group here. And the person who owns these three restaurants is looking to move forward with LinkedIn. And one of the ways that he's looking to enhance his restaurants is events. Well, what's a great way to find professionals who are in need of event space? You want to be on LinkedIn. You want to be promoting yourself there. And that can, promoting yourself can honestly be showing up and being engaging so that someone sees that your headline or your profile says that you have event space in this area. Oh, well, I need event space. A lot of the time with LinkedIn, it's showing up 
And as you show up and people get to know you, just like if you meet somebody, quote unquote, in real life, and they start to learn what you do. And once they learn what you do and learn to like you, then as soon as they need what you're providing, now they know who to go to. And if they keep seeing you in the feed, talking about that one thing or sharing value about that one thing, it just, it's like that tap on the shoulder. Don't forget I'm here. As soon as you need me, I'm here. And who, and who will they think of if someone needs something that relates to what you offer? It's a great way also to generate referrals because you'll have a group of fans on LinkedIn who enjoy what you're posting and if someone in their life, maybe that person isn't even on LinkedIn, but they need something, they need what you provide. I use this example for accountants and lawyers and people who, re realtors, you know, people who are selling when someone needs that service, you're not going to go convince someone that they're going to buy a house. But <laughs> if you're, if you're an engaging realtor on LinkedIn and then someone in your life says, you know what, I need, I need a, a realtor you might be referred to someone's friend or someone's colleague because that person follows you on LinkedIn. Yeah. And we, I mean, our brain's going to go to whatever is the easiest, most recent piece of information that they can, that you can share. Mm -hmm. Attendees also have the option to upgrade to a VIP ticket, which we do recommend, and they can have a one-on-one -on -one consulting session with you. Is there anything specific you think it would be good to focus on during this time together? Yes. So if we have a VIP session, we are going to go through what is your business? What is your target? And we're going to figure out, is LinkedIn a good place for you to focus your time? I would guess that anyone who wants to do a VIP ticket is, is guessing that that's probably a good place to spend your time. So we would look at your audience, whether your audience is active and think through the types of content that you could be posting on LinkedIn that would attract that audience. It is very important to make sure that your audience is active. I use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which when you conduct searches, it will tell you whether or not people have posted on the platform in the last 30 days. So you can actually go through and determine, is this audience active? And more often than not, there is an active audience of your target spending time on LinkedIn. So we look through, okay, those people are there. What types of things could you present on LinkedIn that will engage those individuals and nurture people through that lead generation process, the partnership process, the media process, whatever it is your goal is for LinkedIn. It sounds like a really powerful tool. And I'm going to suggest to all our listeners, don't go waste a bunch of time trying to figure it out and learn it. Just come spend some time with Chrissy because she's already the expert and she can walk you right through it. If someone wants to jump in and just do a one-on-one -on -one with you before the conference, where can they find you? Obviously, well, we know the number one the answer. Find me on LinkedIn or go to elinkconsulting.com, which is e-linkconsulting.com. Okay. And do you have... Any final wise words? I always ask women, we've all had some really amazing other women in our lives, whether it's mothers, grandmothers, teachers, neighbors, or even something you would have told yourself years ago. Do you have any, any sayings or any wise words that someone told you? The, the more I am in business, 
the more that I recognize the value of failure. And it sucks when you're in it, but it is so critical to growing and getting better in business. And I so cherish the failures that I have had over the years because they make me who I am today and they make me as good as I am today. I believe taking action can solve many of our entrepreneurial overwhelm, especially um, on a new social media platform. What is a next action step someone could do to, and I know it depends, people are at all different places in their LinkedIn journey and where their profile is at, but is there a simple step people can take to advance their profile or improve their profile? Make sure you have a profile picture with your face (laughs) that it is a professional photo and that you are looking at the camera. Oh, amen. I think that says when, when you get the invitation from someone to connect and it's a picture at a birthday party (laughs) and they're claiming to be, you know, they have a service that charges thousands of dollars. It's a little harder, harder to take them seriously. And it can be go up against a blank wall and have somebody take a picture of you wearing a business shirt you know, our camera phones are so advanced now. You could take a picture with your phone and just be in front of a blank wall and that's good enough. Yeah. And keeping that picture relevant, I'm sure matters. So it's not from 2007, which I'll have to double check if mine is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a few less gray hairs back then, but probably better to keep it relevant. We joke about at the conference that if everyone could just dress the way they look in their profile pictures so we can all recognize each other because occasionally someone will come up and you don't recognize them and then you realize they look nothing like their profile picture anymore because it was from 15 years ago when they joined Facebook. Yep. Well, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us and your expertise. I cannot wait to meet you in person as a fellow Midwesterner. You have, you are just over the, uh, over Lake Michigan there across Lake Michigan. So you'll be able to come over and enjoy some of our Wisconsin cheese and beer. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And now go get back to work. 